thank you for listening to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Your hosts, C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong, navigate new ways to hire, develop, and retain talent, helping your team soar to higher performance. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. It's a great day to learn something new. Thanks for joining us here on the Manage Smarter Podcast. I am Audrey Strong of Sales Fuel, Director of Communications. Seeley Smith, how are you, sir? I'm Seeley Smith, the CEO and President of Sales Fuel. Audrey, I'm doing great. And another friend of mine on, on the show this week, and we're delighted to have oh, him on board. Oh, he is board. an entrepreneur. He is a business strategist and consultant, a certified speaking professional. And you guys were classmates in the charter class of Gittimer Certified Advisors, right? Corey Mosley, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, yeah, having me Yeah, you guys go back today. a ways, right? Right, Lee? Yeah, several years, I would say. Right, Corey? Yeah, it's probably been about yeah four or five years. So, Corey, you do a nice radio show that I've listened to, and you have a, one of your speaking topics is something I think that would be of great interest to managers who, who aspire to be leaders, and that's all about presence, and you call it the presence principle. Yes. And, you know, I think, I, and why I think this is important, and, and I want, really want to dive deep into this today, you know, is like, my dad always used to tell me growing up, you can't demand respect, you have to command respect. Sure. And one of the ways that a manager or leader does that is really by how they, they have to act like a leader, they have to look like a leader, they have to talk like a leader. And, you know, I think that's a lot about, is that a lot about what you talk about when you talk about the, the presence principle? Well, when you think about the presence principle, you know, a lot of times, anytime you have the term presence, right, everybody thinks, oh, you know, that's the gravitas, that's, you know, walking into a room. But really, it's not necessarily that. It's really a formula. So we talk about the presence principle formula being more likable, credible, and bankable, and how those things go together. So whether you're in a leadership role or a sales role, whatever your capacity is, a need in the marketplace right today to be as likable as possible, which is an interesting topic by itself. I was having dinner when I first was working on the concept, I was having dinner with a gentleman by the name of Willie Jolly, who's a Hall of Fame speaker, well-known in the, in the speaker industry. He's got a doctorate in achievement. And I said, you know, I'm working on this thing and I, I really want to help people become more likable, credible, bankable. He said, can you teach likability? <laughs> and he posed a strong question there. And what I realized was it was really the elements that you put together that create a scenario where you connect better with, in your case, with leaders, connect better with your team or connect better with your customer. So it's really about putting all those things together to equal what we call the presence principle. And, and what are some of the aspects of that formula? Well, the aspects of that formula are credibility, likability, and then bankability. So the ability to make somebody want to do business with you. So when you think about likability, you know, we're really in the age of authenticity right now. There, there was a time I work with a lot of salespeople, small business owners who, of course, have to sell to drive their business as well. But, you know, you're in a scenario where that likable factor and the authenticity factor, there was a time when you could get away with just being an actor, as they used to say, you know, all great salespeople are just great actors and you would play that part. But, you know, I don't know about you, but everybody's BS meter nowadays, <laughs> right? With social media and all yeah. things. Yeah. It's super high through the roof. So you really have no choice. And one of the keys to that likability factor is, of course, being in alignment, you know, with, of course, who you are, but also making sure you're connecting with the right audience audience, you know, not trying to, like, I'm not a networker. I know that sounds crazy, right? I hate networking. And I mean, networking from the standpoint of going to some mixer and, you know, grabbing my cocktail and walking around the room a with a stack of cards. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Your thirty Stop second commercial. Don't you know, forget that. Hey, hey, C. Lee Smith. What 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 do you do? You know, <laughs> and uh, I hate that. Right. So what I don't do because it would make me inauthentic, and it I, you might get the wrong impression of even meeting me because I completely don't like to do it. Is I don't do it. <laughs> so so what I do do is I cater to areas where my strengths are, where I can create more endearment. So you talked about in the opening, you know, our podcast or our previous radio show or what we do on video content in a way where I can be completely authentic. And then you can make the decision if you like me, if you like what I say or my philosophy or my mannerisms or, you know, my approach to to a topic or situation instead of simply going, okay, great. I'm just going to be whatever somebody wants me to be to, to try to, to win my audience. It doesn't one flow out of the other. So if I'm more likable and authentic, then my credibility goes up. Absolutely. So credibility is a funny thing, right? Because, you know, you think about credibility as third party credibility, you know, there's, you, you know, we talked in the opening about getting accreditation and training and having certification in other people's credibility. So part of where, you know, C. Lee and I met originally was, where we were training to be able to leverage someone else's credibility to make us more credible in a certain Mm -hmm. way. So you have that element, but people have to know about it. So I laugh, you know, we talk about LinkedIn. I'll meet somebody, they'll tell me how great they are and how they're going to revolutionize, you know, this business or that business or how great they are with their teams. And you know, all their customers love them. And I go to their LinkedIn profile and they've got two recommendations. That doesn't compute. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. Right, whether you're lying or right, or or nobody does like you the way you say. So it's those steps that create that credibility factor to make someone say, "Hey, I want to do business with that person." Or from your end, think about leadership. Somebody new coming into an organization, or a new manager coming in who has to get buy-in quickly, who has to assert situations. We do a lot of recruiting where we're putting managers into an organization and they have to come in. They could be coming in from a bad situation. Maybe somebody that was beloved in their position before them is now gone, you know, was let go for whatever reason or, or, or something happened, especially in today's business climate. And that person has to come in and has to try to get instant credibility. They have to be likable, not as a byproduct of simply trying to be everybody's friend, which we know doesn't work, but they also have to have that credibility. If a new person comes to an organization, what do a lot of us do? We go check them out. What can I find about them online? What, what can I find out about my new manager or new, new vice president of sales or vice president of business development? What information's out there about them? So I'm going to go to LinkedIn. I'm going to try to go to their Facebook page. I'm going to do that as a subordinate to potentially see how I feel about the new leader that's put, been put in charge of, of the mission. So it's important then for a manager or a leader then to put themselves in a situation where they can be true to themselves and be authentic. What other tips would you have for increasing your likability? Well, again, tying them together, as we said, as Audrey said, tying them together and tying that authenticity and that credibility together. I was at a, a network event, ironically. <laughs> I actually wasn't there. I was at a, I, I was, I should say, I was at a okay. book launch All event right. that during the break. Okay. <laughs> That's more believable. Yeah. <laughs> I, was at, I was at a book launch event for a guy named Keith Marazzi, who I'm sure you've heard of, Project Green, Greenlight, and, and Never Eat Alone, and he's, he's got a couple of best-selling books. And we were on break, so of course people want to try to network during the break. And this guy comes up to me and he says, you know, hey, how are you? You know, uh, and I said, well, what do you do? He says, well, I'm a life coach. And I'm a pretty sarcastic individual. So that's why I love about you, Gloria. So, <laughs> so, so I stepped back for a minute and I kind of looked him up and down. I'm looking at his shoes. They were kind of run over. It looks like he could have used a haircut. And I stepped back for a minute and I smirk in, in my special way. And I simply ask him, do you do this full time? 
because there was something mm-hmm. inauthentic. And I went on to, to mentor him, yeah. actually. We became good friends, and I ended up mentoring some of his businesses. But it was in that moment I knew that whatever he was saying he was, he, everything else he was doing did not connect with it authentically. You know, some guys want to, some managers want to be, you know, they want to pretend to be real tough when they're not really tough. And eventually, that's going to show itself. So Mm -hmm. you really have to ask yourself. I talk about self-assessment. And I said, you know, you got to do it in that that mirror. You got to do it in that closed, dark room where nobody else is around. And you have to ask yourself those questions. You know, what is the truth about me? Because as the saying goes, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame sometimes. So... Mm You have to get in touch with that truth and figure out how authentic you can be. And that's why people follow you. And we can think of all the great people, the Steve Jobses and the people who have created cult-like institutions where people want to become evangelists for them. Well, what was it about them? It was certainly a true-to-form situation that Do you have any, I'm just curious, backing up the caboose, even going back to remedial square one and having work with leaders in complex organizations mm. that absolutely had zero self-awareness, didn't even know what a self-check is. <laughs> like, hey, you may want to self-check yourself in this. What do you mean? I don't, I don't need a self-check. What percentage of leadership and managers right. operating at a high level, honestly would l- listen to this and be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And how do you combat, how do you gently get them? Well, I think to a certain extent, right, it's, it's where you are in that, in that hierarchy and where you are in your career. If you're listening to this and, and you have this gut feeling that you're on the bubble inside your organization, you know, you may be willing to do anything. As the saying goes, you know, people don't get serious, so they get desperate, number one. Number two, the, the flip side of that, right, is also, mm, yeah. I think Bill Gates said it best, mm-hmm. success is a menace. It convinces smart people that they can't. So you've got a hotshot manager that's like, hey, my people are great. Everything's going great. You know, I don't need this. Now, time will be the judge, right? History will judge us all in the decisions that we make ultimately. But really, the, the ideal listener mm-hmm. is the person who has the commitment. And I think that's probably your audience, right? I don't, most people want you know, for, to listen by, by force, right? It's elective. To a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So the ideal person is the one who says, you know what, I have some self-awareness, so I know I need to get better. I know maybe everything isn't right or not as good as it could be. And I know there's an opportunity. And part of my ability to do that is to is to take the next step in self-assessment, is to mm-hmm. execute on the idea that sometimes ego is the enemy <laughs> yeah. of a situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's got to be private, right? Because it, it you, it's that stuff mm. that you Too tell yourself when nobody, you look to your left, look to your right, and you're in that, that room, the, the bed, right, the bedroom, the bathroom, the wherever, mm-hmm. where you can really get honest because there's nobody that you have to put on for. You know, so I had an executive coach that once told me that your likability is also, you mentioned things said in private, but you said your likability is like what people say about you either at the, at the water cooler or in the break room behind your back when you're not there. That's really, sure. you know, their perception is really who you are. It's not who necessarily you think you are. And right. so I wanted to ask you one question that I always ask on this podcast, mm. and it, this might be a little bit challenging. So it's like, how do you measure likability? So if I want to establish, here's how likable I am today, and now I'm going to go through, and I'm going to talk to Corey, you know, so many times a month, and I'm going to have him come out and talk to our people, da da da, and I'm going to, I'm going to do all this stuff aware so I can measure how likable I am later to kind of see if I've moved the needle and people really like me more. Is that how we? Is that possible? Well, so inside an organization and in the context of this conversation, what we're really after is engagement. So as a leader. 
I want to know what stage of engagement my team is in. And it's really uh, just a couple options, right? There's engaged, there's disengaged, and then there's actively disengaged. So the actively disengaged people are the people who leave work, go on Twitter, go on Facebook. Oh God, glad this is over. Thank God it's Friday so I can get out of here, right? They're actively disengaged. They're, they're cancer within the organization. They tell anybody that they can. They ruin new people who come in and try to run them off, right? So where my measurement is, and this comes from coaching your team, this comes from doing things like employee engagement surveys and communicating in that way, to understand, you got to know your people, grow your people. So where I can see growth or where my measurement is, not so much how much you like me as an individual, but are the decisions I'm making, are the steps I'm taking as a leader or a manager inside my organization, helping me create and foster more engaged, disengaged, or actively disengaged employees. That really is my measuring stick. And again, I need to be communicating with my teams and getting feedback, whether anonymously or one-on-one or or in another type of group setting to be able to have that measurement. And of course, the end result, depending on where your role is inside the organization, is did it increase productivity? Was our marketing better if it was the marketing department? Have we sold more if we're in sales? Uh, That's the ultimate driver, right? So this program, the Presence Principle, you do this for individuals and or large companies that say, we want you to work with these five leaders within. Um, how, do you, how does it work for somebody who's interested in coming to you? Sure. So our Presence Principle, that program was really developed as a keynote presentation. We do it as a workshop. We do it from the standpoint of generally done at events, not so much on a company-by-company basis. So I'll do a lot of events based on that premise as well. And, you know, some of the things that we're doing also in, in the entrepreneurship space with our Fearless Entrepreneurship Society, which helps, helps move that along too in a, in a marketing standpoint from a how do I connect the dots to get my brand and to become a leader, certainly in whatever my marketplace is. So we kind of utilize it and utilize the formula for that to become more likable allows me to become more credible, which of course allows me to take that to the bank, as we say, to make people want to invest in you. So if you're the owner, if you're running a small business or corporation, right, the ultimate investment is the dollar from your customer. If I'm a individual entrepreneur, the investment is the dollar from my customer. If I'm a leader inside an organization, whether middle management or C-suite, well, It's the engagement factor. So the steps I take allow me to get more engaged employees, which allow me to be a more effective manager. Wow. So people who want to reach Corey, it's cm at coreymosley.com, right? And you're all over social media. So tell people how to find you. Rattle them all off. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> tell, us about the, tell us about the book. Tell us about what, everything you're doing. Yeah. So obviously a lot of stuff, if anybody in here is taking the next steps or any of your listeners are taking the next steps in their entrepreneurship and considering that, then certainly our Fearless Entrepreneurship program is something they want to take a look at. Our regular website, CoreyMosley.com, will get you everywhere you need to go. As you said, we're on social media. I'm Corey Mosley on social media everywhere except Instagram, no where no. <laughs> there's a lovely woman who became married, and her married name is Corey Mosley, and she was a little quicker to the she was a little quicker to the to the on the gun than I was at getting my name. So I'm official Corey Mosley on Instagram, but yeah, we put out a lot of content. You know, we release a podcast like yourself. We release a podcast every Tuesday. Blogs come out on Mondays. Or work on your Wednesday, or working yourself Wednesday videos come out as you would guess on Wednesday. So we're really a content machine trying to help people, you know, really just trying to provide education and empowerment 
to, to, to help people find, you know, greater success. Well, we're thrilled that you let us kind of get in the swim alongside you on all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I think you guys are providing a great service. I've, I've listened to several episodes of the podcast prior to coming on. So I'm certainly shout out to what you guys are doing. And, you know, when, when C. Lee calls you up or uh, shoots you a DM, you, you, you get on. So I'm so happy to have the opportunity to participate. I'm thrilled to have you, Corey. I'm, and, and I'm glad to, to, to renew, uh, renew our friendship and uh, yeah, big things ahead for both of us. So thanks for coming on. Up oh, And if, on our end of the equation, Corey, we are managedmotor.com. We want to thank everybody who shared this podcast. Please tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review. We're everywhere that fine podcasts are found. That's what I'm starting to say. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher, and everywhere fine podcasts are found. If you have any guest <laughs> suggestions or feedback on this episode or any of the episodes, please email me, Audrey Strong, a strong at salesfuel.com. Thanks, Corey. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.